Hello and welcome to What's Next, the podcast where we talk about the technology of the future and what it means for us today. I'm your host, Ryan Lawler. Each year, Samsung hosts a competition asking middle and high school age students to use STEM learnings to create technological solutions to problems facing their community. This year, we hosted 10 students and they presented their projects in front of a panel of judges who selected three winners. Today, we'll be hearing from some of the teams and their teachers as they talk about their projects and the impact they hope to have on their communities and around the country. My name is Paula Labby. I'm a eighth grade physical science teacher at Deep Creek Middle School in Chesapeake, Virginia. Site for Tomorrow, we focused on students who needed glasses and didn't have them. They were either uninsured or underinsured um, or simply couldn't afford the glasses. And it's been a problem throughout my teaching career that I've run into students that have needed glasses and don't have them. And every year I have several students that need glasses and don't have them. And I've been able to help them on a, on a one-on-one individual basis. And the students noticed as well that there's kids in the class they can't see, they have to look on another kid's paper, they have to move up, or they just don't do the work. So we agreed there was a consensus that this was a problem in our school um, and something that we had the means to solve. It was within our skill set to help these kids. We had the resources and we just needed to match the kids with the available resources. That was extremely important, and that was our focus throughout the project. I think it means a lot to them when someone comes in wearing glasses and they know that they help that student get the glasses. Um, many of the kids on our team wear glasses themselves, so they are aware of the difficulties that not having those glasses would present. So it's an extremely meaningful connection when you can be friends with someone and be able to help that person. Well, there was two um, parts to the project. They both um, used STEM. The first side was the inventory side. So we had donations, but they had to determine the prescription of those donations, and they had to track and manage that inventory. So they used a QR code and an Excel spreadsheet to track and manage the inventory. And once we had the inventory, we needed to match that to the students who needed it. So the other side of our team developed an app and website that the students could easily access to request help, and also people that wanted to make donations could also easily access to um, make those donations. The Samsung Solve for Tomorrow Challenge is unique because not only does it give the schools the opportunity to have current technology in their school, but it encourages students to look around themselves to identify a problem that needs a solution and then work to develop that solution. And I think the ultimate goal is is that the kids know that they can impact their world in a positive way. These students would not have been able to help without the Solve for Tomorrow initiative. It provided the, the impetus and the platform that they needed to develop their ideas and see it to fruition. Winning the Samsung Prize will allow our student body to have access to current technology and all the benefits that come with that. It's going to allow our entire student body to have access to the tools that they need to be successful now and in the future. I'm exceedingly proud of these students. They've, they have performed beyond what I expected for a 13 year old to come and develop this app and, and help the students in their community and then be able to speak about it eloquently and communicate their ideas. I'm beyond impressed with their abilities. Hi, my name is Hunter Johnson. I go to school at Deep Creek Middle in Chesapeake, Virginia. I am in eighth grade. 
So Solve for Tomorrow is students coming together to find a problem in their community and solve it applying STEM and technology available to them. We found that there were a lot of students in our local community who were having trouble seeing and couldn't financially afford to get glasses. So we created a website and app to um, connect them with resources that we got from local donations and optometrists. If students can't see, they'll often fail to understand the assignment completely or won't know how to do it. And in turn, they get bad grades and can't perform to their full capacity. We use technology to create a website and app. And on top of that, we used multiple machines called lensometers from the Lions Club to diagnose prescriptions of glasses and um, figure out how glasses worked and what the prescriptions meant. We had seven people total in our group, and we were split into two teams, app and website development and inventory. So um, the app and website had to create the app and the website, and um, we had to find a way to link that to the inventory team's Excel sheet and made sure that um, they had all the connections for the optometrists the ophthalmologist and the optician to help us out. Um, For me, one of the biggest skills that I've developed was probably learning how to create an app and a website from scratch and how to connect them to local resources and set them up to a direct email link. Without this competition, I don't think our project would exist right now, and that'd be very sad because... We're trying to help so many kids that need help the most right now. Um, I'm very grateful for the people at Samsung who have um, helped us through the Solve for Tomorrow initiative, and I think it's a great project. This project has greatly influenced what I want to do in the future and um, how much I want to go into the engineering side of things. My name is Kevin Lay. I am a teacher at Owensville High School in Owensville, Missouri, and I teach the high school STEM courses. I also teach AP Physics and Freshman Physical Science class. The project that we are working on right now is an intruder lock. In our core project group that is working on the intruder mechanism, the intruder lock, we have three students. Now, we have a large group of students that are in the STEM course. However, three of them were just assigned to uh, to an intruder lock, and when I say assigned, it wasn't necessarily like this is what you guys are working on. It was a group of students that were given a, a series of ideas. They wanted to work through the intruder lock. They wanted to um, make a difference. They knew that this intruder lock could make a change. Currently, we do have a working model. Our prototype that is 3D printed was just a rapid prototype so that we could get it out to a uh, to a machining company. And we have uh, we have working models that are installed throughout our district right now. That also came with uh, a lot of modifications. We had to modify the slide piece because it was machined too perfect by an aerospace industry. And uh, it, so, yes, we do have currently working models that are uh, that are in our school district. I cannot tell you or express to you how incredibly important uh, Samsung Solve for Tomorrow has been for Owensville High School. It is, it is a school that is small. It's a small school out in the uh, middle of Missouri. And because of Samsung Solver Tomorrow, 
there has been there has been a, a sense of empowerment. There has been a, there has been a sense of um, just a just a really a really amazing humbling feeling, and uh, and that feeling is is validation. It's validation that these students have been working hard for a very long time over something that they're incredibly passionate about. And when Samsung Solve It Tomorrow honors and recognizes that, that is, that's more than a teacher. That's more than an administrator. That's more than a superintendent or a parent can do. Uh, a teacher can encourage students. A teacher can inspire students. But Samsung Solve It Tomorrow has gone above and beyond making sure that these, these students know that not only are they incredibly proud of them, but that their idea can change lives. And without, without the help of the Samsung Software Tomorrow team, I'm not sure exactly where, where our group would be at right now. I know that, I know that they are a self-motivated group. I know that Paige Taylor is a terrific project lead. I know that Jonah Hoffman and Trey Fisher are wonderful, wonderful teammates and they make a great team. But when we get, you know, when we travel to uh, New York, when we give a pitch, it's the process all behind it. And that's what Samsung Software Tomorrow has really hit home with us, is that the product is one thing, the pitch is one thing, but Samsung Software Tomorrow has validated a process between all of this. And through this process, it's just been an incredible journey, a journey that we've absolutely been um, blessed with one that we are very humbled by as well one that we will never forget we will never forget this moment this time in our lives and uh, and we're just so very thankful for having samsung software tomorrow just really hit it home for us I'm Paige Taylor, and I'm a senior at Owensville High School. So the problem that our device is geared toward is school shootings or intruders. And with our device, it can add that extra security so that students or teachers or anybody in any public building can be in more control of their safety. Our teacher, he helped us a lot with finding the right people to communicate with, finding the right local people. We did all of the communication, but he helped us find a way to contact those people, like LMI Aerospace, which helped us make our actual metal model. He helped us find those people. He's like, hey, I know this guy at this uh, company. He could probably help us out. Why don't you guys stay after school and you can talk to him? And so we did, and he was really encouraging throughout the process. And he's like, you know, guys, I really think that you could do this. You could go far with this, you know. And he's, yeah, he was just super excited. And he made time for us to do the stuff that we needed to. I never saw myself doing something like this. I mean, I was always just like the one in the background, you know, that never really did much. So I, yeah, I mean, it's just, it was an honor just to be a state winner, you know. I mean. It's just a huge deal, especially in our hometown. Like, it's such a small town that not many of us get to go do great things like this, you know? So it's really great to make it to the national level in something.
So I've always loved science because I always saw it as a way to help people. And I, you know, I like doctors. They're scientists. They help people all the time. And uh, STEM, like the math part of it, the engineering, the technology, you know, you never really think about how much that helps people. Like in my math class, I think all the time, like, oh, this isn't real world stuff that I'm ever going to use. But in STEM class, I was like... I'm actually using this to make an impact. Like, this actually means something. I'm not just taking these math classes because the school tells me to. This could actually go into someone's career. So that really enhanced my love of science even more because it's not just science by itself. With Samsung Solve for Tomorrow, like, it helped me realize that I could work and have fun at the same time. Like, I've never been on a plane. I've never been to New York City. I never realized I could do such amazing things and work so hard and be this rewarded for it. And, I mean, it's just fun to realize how much I could see and how much I could do with my hard work. So with our school being such a small school in a small town, Samsung technology and winning this Samsung Solve for Tomorrow competition, it would help us advance and catch up with other schools that have all these big and shiny new things because we're always trying to keep up and trying to keep updating things and making things better. So the money would really help. I'm Debbie Shaleen from Holly Grove Middle School in North Carolina. The whole thing started when two girls in our grade, in our class, that ride the same bus. One was on the bus waiting for her friend to cross the street and get on the bus, and a car almost hit her. So it was very powerful when we were brainstorming what we wanted to, to do for Samsung Solve. So the problem they decided to work on was school bus stop safety. They had surveyed parents, students. We actually had a focus group of bus drivers, so they gained knowledge from all the areas. And the big concern was stop arm violations that drivers don't really know. I don't think they purposely go through a stop arm, but sometimes the stop arms don't come out to the last second, and we all know this as drivers. Um, but the kids' perspective was from riding the bus. So the DOT, the transportation director, all said, wow, this is a different perspective. Uh, they decided to research that. When the DOT came in, a lot of the STEM ideas came from him because he explained um, the science behind it, the math behind it, the cost behind it, you know, practicality of it. And that's where the heat sheet came from our transportation department, which is a grid basically of our county showing the mathematics of the data that they gather once a year um, on bus drivers tallying stop arm violations, how many cars pass their bus while the stop arm is out. So um, the technology part is incredible. The fact that they learn how to code. They truly learn how to code. The app, we didn't have enough time for them to learn Java. So we had help with the software engineer for that part, which again, they learned how, how long a process that really is. Yeah, the wireless transmitters were another part, learning about XBs. The problem that our kids identified was that there are no such things as a school bus stop sign. So they decided for their solution, they wanted to not only create the school bus stop sign, but for it to be dynamic and interact with the school bus itself. So the wireless transmission from the bus reacts with the sign that's on its route and then begins to flash at 400 feet, then 200 feet, then red. So it alerts drivers where the school bus is and that the school bus is close. It alerts the distracted kids on their phones or listening to music. Hey, the school bus is coming. Let's pay attention. 
And the best part is besides helping the bus drivers is substitute bus drivers that don't know the route. It shows those bus drivers where, where the next stop is. The Samsung Software Tomorrow competition is incredible. It's the first year we actually heard of it. Um, it was just a random email, I hate to say, that I usually would just delete. But um, we opened it up. We decided to try it as an enrichment project. And these kids came together. It's probably the most diverse group of kids you could put together. 19 kids that just decided to come to my enrichment class, and that was our team. And so those kids have really learned a lot about each other, um, a lot about STEM, incorporated as many teachers as possible, asking for help from the community. And it's just an amazing project that Samsung has and offers all of America, yeah, for an opportunity to become valuable contributing citizens. So if it were not for Samsung Solve for Tomorrow, I don't think this problem would have been tackled, especially by my sixth graders. And I think it's an actual solution that could be used nationwide and throughout other countries. Winning $100,000 in technology would be amazing for our school. It would possibly get us to a one-to-one ratio with technology and kids which using technology is, is, is incredible. I've taught for a long time. And to see the fruition of technology in a student's hands and how powerful that is in the learning experience would be amazing for our school. from Holly Springs, North Carolina, from Holly Grove Middle School. Our project is a school bus stop sign that will be placed at the school bus stop with flashing lights that will prevent uh, stop arm violations. We came up with this idea because one of our uh, teammates, uh, two of our teammates ride the same bus, and one of our teammates almost saw our other teammate get by a car trying to cross the road to get to her bus stop. Me and my classmates, uh, most of us did not know how coding worked. Only one of us knew how coding worked, and his name was Evan. And he coded the Arduino that is on our sign that sends a signal to let the lights know that it's time to start blinking. And uh, so another uh, obstacle that we had is coding the actual app itself. We have an app that tells the bus driver where our sign is located, So we had to code that, but we didn't have enough time to code that because a grown adult takes about six months to be able to learn the basics of this coding language. So we couldn't take that much time because we were on break and some of us were going to different places for spring break. So we couldn't have the time to do that, so Evan's dad helped us with that. And another obstacle we had was trying to make sure all the wires were in right places when we had to reset it up and the wires were kept breaking or like going in the wrong area so we had to fix that. Uh, the main users would be the bus drivers themselves, mainly three people, the drivers, bus driver, and then the kids. The kids will be waiting at our school bus stop sign. They'll be able to glance up if they have headphones in or they're looking at their phone because it's very distracting because it's blinking, so they'll be able to look up and notice that the bus is almost there. And then the bus driver, especially substitute bus drivers, will be able to either look at the map that will be mounted on the dashboard on the Samsung phone and see how far the bus stop is and where it is located, and we'll know where it's located, especially in the fog, because it's blinking. And drivers will know where it is since it's blinking. And 
it's very hard to get this together and approved so it can go on the because you have to bring together your uh, DOT, your school transportation, your law enforcement, your your council. You have to bring together a lot of people to make sure this is uh, improved so it can go onto the streets. The Department of Transportation uh, was very excited that we had a sign and that like it was the right color, it was the right shape. They helped us approve on that, and then. Our school police officer helped us with that part. Uh, he very much approved on it, and he said he's seen millions of those things happen in our state alone. So he helped us on that. And then our our council, uh, the mayor, he came over that day, and he and he said it, he thinks it can go worldwide in school transportation. There were two people from school transportation. They're with us the entire way. They approved on it. They think that that will make it safer. And it's not that it's in the school bus that's unsafe. It's outside the school bus that's unsafe. So they agreed with that. Thanks again for listening to What's Next. We release a new episode every other week. So be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Just search for What's Next on your app of choice or go to samsungnext.com slash podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Lawler. This episode of What's Next was produced by Rachel King, Laura Flynn, and Eliza Lambert with Claire Mullen as sound engineer for Pod People. If you have questions or suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. Get in touch on Twitter at Samsung Next or send us an email to podcast at samsungnext.com. Until next time.